Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palmer. Sarah (laughs) has done a great thing and she has found us the most exciting guests this week. That's Sarah, right. please tell us about this brilliant, beautiful woman that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> Who is she and why are we pumped to have her on the show? Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. Nerd Wallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With Nerd Wallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, we have, um, you know, it's funny. I think before I say what her name is, um... I think that so many daisies have written us this year about um, sickness in the home and just like what should we have in our house? What things are bad that in our house, like chemicals, like bad things, toxins, things like that. And then we're like, who do we bring on to have this conversation? (laughs) And by the way, I'm the queen of the germ and the virus because we've had every single thing in our home, I swear, since November. And I even sound a little stuffy right now and I'm not. Um, But... (laughs) You are the person that I was like, I have to bring on Monica because she is amazing. So everybody, we have Dr. Monica Montravati. She is a pediatrician. She's the founder Hi. and CEO of Ahimsa Home. Is that am I sp- pronouncing Ahimsa correctly? Uh, it's Ahimsa. Like, ah, I knew it. That's okay. Ahimsa. <laughs> a lot of complicated names in the in the company, including myself. The name of the company. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank. 
Thank you so much for being here today. We are so excited to have you. You are a pediatrician, you're a founder, you're an advocate. Like, I mean, truly, when I was reading your bio, I was like, whoa, we could spend about 25 minutes just on your bio alone because you have been very busy. Yeah, I, I know what I, I think. I'm, I'm I'm afraid of like being bored. I guess so I'm like, yeah. let me do all this. But, you know. Oh my god! And you're a mama as well. And you're a mama. The best yeah, I role. I yes. know. How many kids do you have, and how? What are their ages? I have three kids. I have twins, boy girl mm-hmm. twins, who are now. Dream. Yeah, they're turning ten. Um, it's funny because I have boy girl twins, and people are like. Didn't you stop? I'm like, no, I decided to have another one. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have another daughter who just turned seven. So Aww. oh my God. Do you know boy girl twins? I have been trying to manifest boy girl <laughs> twins for so long. I'm like, all I want is boy girl twins. Yes. Oh wow. Coming from someone, she has amazing. five children, by the way. And she's like, <laughs> I would like to have boy girl twins. <laughs> See, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna There we go. Just to finish off the fam. I know I'm like maybe it would have been better to start with the twins and then like not finish number six and number seven with twins but whatever yeah um well it's a very interesting social experiment I will tell you boy girl twins because you really like you know they have the same environment and they and it's just been really fun to watch. And I just can't believe how fast it goes. Motherhood and parenthood. I know. I know. Aww, I mean, everyone no. says that. But then when you're in it, it's just like, it's just every year. And I'm like, wow, like, is this really happening? Like, I feel like I was just writing out my sort of intentions for the year five minutes ago. And now I'm like, where? Yeah. what have I done? <laughs> Am I there? Have I accomplished any of them? No. Um, <laughs> which is just crazy. Um, well, I wanted to start from the beginning getting with you because um, our listeners may know of you because of your amazing company um, and they may not know of you. So I just would love to, you know, you are a pediatrician and I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you created your company and just like why you decided to go into pediatrics. Yeah. So um, from a very young age, I was like mother hen. So I was a five-year-old trying to take care of the baby. I was the nine-year-old trying to take the care of the five-year-old. So I've always yes. just loved children. And so I became a pediatrician, honestly, um, because I loved science and I loved hanging out with kids, you know? And so there's something beautiful about pediatrics in that you get to affect a child's life mm-hmm. so early, right? And so like the things that you do on a daily basis as a pediatrician or a teacher, right? You really impact this little life for such a long period of time. And um, that's why I went into pediatrics. It was just mm. a, a great way to um, kind of use my love of, of science, but then also use the love of kids uh, to really advocate for, I think, like the coolest, smartest, funniest people on the planet are kids. Like they're just a yeah. form of humans, right? Like, and, it, and I get to hang out with them all day. Like that's pretty awesome in terms of having a job uh, that really creates a sense of purpose. And so that's why mm. I went into pediatrics. And, you know, I was just going about my life being a mom and being a pediatrician. And then it actually came from my girlfriends who are also all moms and all pediatricians. Uh, we were just sending, you know, we do the routine thing, sending text messages back and forth on these chains. And one of them, who was a neonatologist, said, hey, have you guys seen this American Academy of Pediatrics statement? They're saying plastic's bad. Oh, crap. I've been putting my dishes in the dishwasher and 
Um, what are you guys using? What are you going to do? And so everyone's kind of sitting there brainstorming. And I quietly took out a picture, uh, took a picture of my stainless steel dishes that my mom had brought over from India um, mm. and sent over a picture. And they're like, oh my gosh, I want some of those. And that's when I, it kind of clicked to me that we had kind of medical science saying, hey, plastic chemicals are harmful to children's health. But we had industry that wasn't offering those solutions. Mm. And so here we are as pediatricians making these recommendations, but then there's no actual options for parents to follow. And I thought that's such a disconnect. Mm. Um, and I had the solution because I'm Indian. And so many people don't know this, but if you're Indian, you definitely know this, that we eat <laughs> off of stainless steel all the time. <laughs> and so yes. um, billions of Indians eat off of stainless steel. So it's the material of choice in India. So um, I grew up on it. And when my kids go home to my parents' house, they're eating out of the same plates and the cups and everything that I grew up on. And Aww. so it was very just normal, you know? And so that's how it happened to be. It was just like, well, here I am an Indian immigrant and I have the solution to this modern science, even though my mom told me about this years ago. And I was right. like, okay, mom. <laughs> Thanks, And then mom. science proved her right. And she's like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> So that's how it came to be. It was just like, I wasn't looking to be an entrepreneur or launch a company or anything. I just felt very compelled to create a solution for kids because at the end of the day, it's what I do for a living. I advocate for children's health. So this is kind of wow. my next iteration of advocating for children's health at scale. All right. As you guys know, we are, we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets Hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, a silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's 
signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. So we've been hearing about this real movement towards like these mum, how do you say it? Entrepreneurs, but with the mum in front. Mumpreneurs. Mumpreneur. There we go. We've been hearing about this big movement because so many mums are like, wait a second, like I'm trying to raise my babies and Mm -hmm. I have this idea to not be in like the daily grind of the work schedule. Like they want to start building a business. And I'm hearing about your life. I'm like, wait, you're a pediatrician. You're raising three children. And then you have this really innovative idea to like launch this business that is going to be affecting positive change with children's health. How did you do this in the early days? I just want to hear like, did you put the kids to bed and then you would stay up and you would work and you're trying to like balance all these different things. I'd just love to hear from you because I think our listeners would be really interested to hear how you did it. So number one, like that saying, it takes a village is so true, right? It takes a village Mm -hmm. in general just to raise a child, a child, right? Like, and so one of the biggest things is I have a support system. So my husband is incredibly supportive, my parents, my siblings, like, and so I think that's, that is honestly one of the biggest reasons. But Mm -hmm. um, in the early days, my husband always jokes, like I would always be gone. I'm a very early riser. I've been like that since medical school. I get up at like 4.30 in the morning and I'm up. And he would see, and I would be sitting in the office and he's like, there's this like bright light coming from the office. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm talking to, I'm talking to manufacturers. He's like, what, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? And so I would just kind of wake up early before the children woke up and uh, just kind of tried to, I literally Googled my way through business, like trying to figure out like how to, how to manufacture, like how to launch a business, how to like do all these different things. The idea for the color actually came from my husband, um, uh, is a surgeon for, for cancer operations. And when they put in implants into the body, like metal implants, I noticed one day he was holding one and they were colorful. And I thought, how in the world are you getting that color. And so I realized that there was a process that in the medical community, we were already using to put implants inside the body. So like hip replacements, jaw, things of that sort. So I basically use that process on dishes. And so I would spend all this time in the mornings and late nights after the children went to bed, researching Mm -hmm. all these different concepts. Um, And then, I mean, it was really rough, you guys, because I was still practicing as a pediatrician I'm a hospitalist, which means I take care of children who are sick enough to be in the hospital. 
So oh, I, wow. I'm, and I was a nocturnist, meaning I only worked at night. Oh my um, gosh. And I did that because I, well, I did it because I had little kids, right? So I wanted yeah. to spend time with them day. So when did you sleep? I know. What's <laughs> your bedtime? Time What's your bedtime? During yeah. the day. I'm working <laughs> yeah. at night time. Turns oh out gosh. doctors are really bad patients. So like, <laughs> I, bet. I, I didn't sleep much, but I have to tell you, um, my life has changed now. I've, I, I think in entrepreneurship, we kind of juggle a lot. You guys also have businesses. It's it's almost like you birthed this other child, right? And so yeah. um, learning to set boundaries, learning to kind of prioritize your own, kind of filling your own tank and, and mm-hmm. oxygen mask on first. Those are things I've been learning over the past few years. But those early days was going to work at the hospital, coming home, writing email campaigns, answering customer service, dropping oh. the kids off, and then being totally fried, which is completely unhealthy. And I do not recommend that to anyone, but wow. yeah, those early that, days were hard, but it gives me a lot of appreciation. Yeah, Burning the candle that, at both ends. Oh, wow. that is amazing. Well, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, in t- for anybody who hasn't read those studies about toxic chemicals or plastic chemicals mm-hmm. or how, why that is, you know, bad for kids or um, what it's doing, like why it's an endocrine disruptor, like, can you just talk a little bit about that? Um, because, you know, and also just I, I want everybody listening to understand, like, don't panic. We can make a change. It's not a big deal. Like everything you can do, everything in moderation, you can sort of like piecemeal it out. And like if you still have plastic containers or if you're still using things um, for your kids that are plastics, like don't stress listening to this. Like there are things that you can do and there are changes that can be made. So it's not, this is not like, I don't want to scare anybody, but I just want you guys to know um, the information so so that you can decide for your family what's best. I think that's such an important point, right? Like that we are not going to live in a plastic free world during our lifetime or our children's lifetime, right? Like it's just not going to happen. Like that's yeah. that's not the reality So it's not about eliminating plastic or eliminating toxins. They are going to be in your everyday modern life. It is about making small changes to mitigate or decrease the risk of exposure. So I always say, do what you can, when you can, and how you, in in the way that you can. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because what you can do maybe is different than what I do, which is maybe different than what somebody else does. And so Mm -hmm. just choose like one thing, do it. And then maybe make another small change and another. And so those little changes can make a very big impact. Um, so that's like number one. I thank you. I appreciate you saying that because I feel like I'm always giving this bad news. But um, <laughs> the good news is that we can make a big impact. So that's the mm-hmm. n- number one thing. So really, it you know, back in the day, you know, everyone smoked, right? Like even doctors were smoking. Back in the day, we use lead for everything. And then what happens is research and science has uh, found that there's a correlation between kind of negative health implications and this thing. Mm -hmm. And then they have this body of evidence that says, hey, these things go together. It's bad. Let's change something. So like when we removed lead from gasoline and from paint and stuff, we have a generation of children who are like four to eight IQ points higher than the generation before. So mm-hmm. we can see wow. that there there's positive change coming. So this is this is all good news. We just happen to be there with plastic now. Now we know that the chemicals in plastic, so perchlorate, bisphenol, phthalates, among many others, are known to disrupt our hormone system. 
among other kind of negative um, health implications. When we think about hormone systems, I think most people think about adults and they think Mm -hmm. about fertility or they think about all Mm -hmm, these other mm -hmm. things. It is absolutely important for adults, but it is also extremely crucial for children. The hormone system is important because our children are not born with all of their organs like completely developed. And that hormone system essentially is all the signals to tell your uh, child's brain to grow, for them to go through puberty at the right time, for them to, um, you know, for their pancreas to work properly to digest that glucose that they just consumed. And so it's very important that our hormone system um, is doing what it's supposed to for our children to grow and develop normally. Mm. So these plastic chemicals look like those hormones. And so if, if you think about it like a lock and a key, and the lock is uh, like an organ, the key is a hormone. And so it kind of like goes in and it tells it what to do. You unlock it and it does its thing. Well, these mm-hmm. plastic chemicals look like those keys. So they kind of go in, but they do the wrong things. So that's like kind of a broad picture of like what these plastic wow. chemicals do. And that's why we link it to things like obesity, um, type 2 diabetes, premature puberty and future reproductive health, learning disabilities, um, because, you know, thyroid hormone is really important for your brain to grow, which is why we scream yes. for it when you're a baby. So that's kind of the high level of how plastic interferes with your child's health. And the unfortunate news is that, I mean, our children are exposed to more plastic than even me and you, because why? It's unbreakable. It's cheap. It's colorful. That's right. Yeah. You know? um, so that's why I'm on a quest to kind of educate and empower people, whether they choose like to change out their plastic dishes for our Ahimsa dishes. That's great if you do, but if you could at least listen to this conversation and now you're educated and empowered to make some decision, then I feel good, right? Like it doesn't, I care more about that, <laughs> about empowering all of your listeners um, yes. than just just the business, you know? And is it about ingesting as opposed to touching the plastics because there are so many plastic toys and like Sarah and I always laugh about how we were the mums that were like, we don't do plastics and we're only going to have wood toys in the house and then, you know, cut to like eight months later, the kid's like, we, we want the plastic things that make noise and <laughs> rattle and shake and they're colourful and we're like, oh God, there goes that I know, idea. all those wooden so, Legos that nobody wants I to know. play with and like they don't even go exactly. together well. <laughs> I know. So then like hearing this and I'm thinking about like what our listeners are thinking about, what is the like worst case? Is the worst case the fact that we're eating off of these things and we're ingesting like little particles? How, what about like interacting with them in a way where we're playing with them? Yeah. It's a really good question because I want to make that clear too. It's not just like, oh, you switch out your plastic dishes to these stainless steel and now like everything's gone. No, right? Because we're still, we still live in a world in which you will be on the go and have to do, like, there are other, re- like, you can't control all the packaging that your food comes in. Mm-hmm. Even your fruit comes in plastic packaging. You can't That's control right. that. So, so but true. the point is that it can be the exposure. So the chemicals in plastic, this is an important point. Um, these chemicals should not be circulating in our body. They're man-made, right? Like these synthetic, they are synthetic. They are man-made. They don't naturally right. belong in our bodies. But almost everybody, unless you live on like a rock somewhere, we have circulating levels of these chemicals inside our body, which is scary, right? However, they get there to your point through either ingestion, through skin, 
right? So personal care products, you see it, you hear about this a lot in personal mm. care products, products in the adult world, same principle, um, touch, skin, um, and then even the air we breathe, right? And so that's why I don't want people to, it can feel really overwhelming, but it's, it's like, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you do, don't do something, right? Like you should do yes. something. And so what I find is that everyone chooses their entry point depending on their interests. I cook a lot. We're big food. Like I love cooking. I love, ser- and so for me, my transformation was in the kitchen first, Like It mm. just, it was natural for me. Some people, for example, like the personal care products, maybe they're already in their journey. And so they're choosing, um, because remember, all of these chemicals are found in all of these types of products, not just necessarily your dinnerware. So again, choose the things, to your point, toys can be that way. Um, So instead of transforming everything, choose one thing, make those switches, maybe choose another area of your life and, and make those switches and then kind of go from there. Like, don't feel like you have to do everything or you'll, you'll literally be paralyzed. Oh yeah. It's very, it's very overwhelming. I mean, we talk, I talk about this with, you know, with Bayo, with our company, like when we're Mm -hmm. educating parents on just like things that they can do in the home and understanding that your skin is your, like, you know, it's your biggest organ, right? So like things Mm -hmm. that touch your skin are going to absorb into the skin. So that's always kind of hard to, I think, piece together, which is like, yes, if I'm eating, it that's one thing but if I put it on my body like it's not really going in but actually it is going in so um that that's something that we always try to talk about because it's important what you're putting on your body and there's certain companies like you know there's this great store called Sprout San Francisco and Mm -hmm. they are a store that only has products that you know eliminate those plastics so on their walls on their on their website on everything it's like we do not have anything in this store clothing toys anything that has you know these like chemicals and on the walls it says all of those bpas and like other giant words that i don't understand but know that those are not <laughs> good for the body yep. and so um you know them the grove collaborative like there's a lot of places where you can sort of go okay this is a safe space where i can purchase things or look into like products mm-hmm. that um that maybe are where I should lean towards like making this change. When you make those changes mm-hmm. that you just you like listed a whole bunch of changes that you can make, I want people to understand those circulating levels in your body and your child's body. This is like the hopeful part, right? I just told you all the mm-hmm. doomsday part. Like there's a hopeful <laughs> part that research shows that when you make those changes that you suggested, Sarah, like whether it's like small, whatever that is, when you start to decrease your child's exposure, those levels can go down is in as little as three to five days. Oh, so that's, that's amazing. Really empowering for yes. parents listening, right? Like, oh, wow. They can make these small incremental changes and my kid, like, it will be fine. Like we are doing what we can when we can in the, ma- mm-hmm. in the manner in which we can. Absolutely. Um, that's that actually is so nice. I didn't know that it was that quick that those things can kind of go out of your body because, you know, I um, have celiac disease. And for me, if I get any sort of like contamination, like it can take months and months for my body to sort of sort itself out. Oh, hi. Is that poet? <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Well, I could hear, I could hear there was something going on downstairs. Outside. <laughs> we, we have a, 
We have a sad little miss just coming for a mummy snuggle. Oh, (laughs) buddy. Our our company is all parents. And so routinely, like, that's what we have. We call them our chief baby officers or chief (laughs) toddler officers. They come in and they make decisions for us. (laughs) That is amazing. I love it. Keep keep going, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, because I have celiac disease. So, like, you know, for me, it's like when I'm contaminated, like, then at that point, it's going to take a long time for my body to sort of reset. And so I guess I just think about it in that way where I'm like, oh, okay, to like rid my body of these chemicals, like it's going to take a really long time and I have to be diligent. And um, but that's actually so nice to hear that you can in small changes, you can actually make changes in the body so quickly, Um, especially if you're somebody like me who automatically hears like, oh, you shouldn't be using, you know, A, B, C or D. And then you get automatic anxiety <laughs> you know um and that's yeah just- I've like got a like running list of things I'm like oh I'm gonna switch that out today actually uh- I'm just gonna do this as soon as we're off the podcast <laughs> like, oh my gosh I know I'm like immediately triggered that's what's beautiful right is that when we can be educated and empowered to make these decisions then that should actually feel like hopeful right as yes. opposed to the, oh well there's nothing I can do about it and again it can be like it's not like I went plastic free in my kitchen immediately, right? Like first I changed out, um, actually even before I launched the dinnerware line, like I switched my plastic kind of storage containers to glass, right? Because that's what the American Academy Mm. of Pediatrics, especially like basically what they say is try to avoid plastic and use um, alternatives like glass and stainless steel, because those Mm. two materials have been studied the longest. They're inert, so they don't interact with the, with, um, the food that's on your plate or in the fridge. And so that was one of the first changes. Then I changed out anything that was nonstick and Teflon to stainless steel and cast iron. And then I took like my regular, like the laundry soap or the dish soap, and I switched it out to bars and a bamboo brush. So it wasn't like it happened all at once. It was just really just marching forward. And so that's the thing. If we can start to change our minds and our behavior, we're actually leaving a better world behind for our kids too, not just protecting their health, but leaving behind a better planet for them. Exactly. I mean, I was going to say that, you know, we're thinking about our children and we're thinking about what it is that that's going to be entering their bodies. But then you also think about just the impact in general, like on the earth and the ecosystem and our oceans and, you know, with um, plastics, the very first sort of like rush of things for um, people was like plastic water bottles, right? It's like, okay, we shouldn't have these plastic water bottles because not only are they so bad for the environment and most of them don't get recycled and that process is just really complicated and people don't understand how complicated that process is. Those water bottles travel on a truck and there's heat and then there's leaching from the plastic into the water. And so even though you're like, oh, well, I bought the water bottle. It was in the refrigerator at the grocery store. Like that water bottle traveled so far. And to get to you at some point, it was heated up. At some point, it's going to have leached the plastic chemicals into the water. And so um, a big change that, you know, a lot of people have made is that they're now walking around with reusable water bottles. So not only is that so great for your body, but it's also great for the planet. And so not only are you doing this for your family, but then you're thinking about families from generations to come and you're um, kind of making these steps um, twofold. So it's um, small, small, small changes that are going to make a huge impact. 
That's right. That's absolutely right. When we think about like, you know, we all grew up th- hearing the term reduce, reuse, recycle. Well, it turns yes, out that's right. <laughs> like really less than 8% of the world's plastic is actually recyclable <laughs> and it's actually recycled. And so it's if we concentrate as adults in the room on the reduce and reuse and teach our children those principles of, hey, mm-hmm. you don't actually just use something for 15 minutes and throw it away you take care of it and you reuse it and you pass it on for generations, you're actually teaching them a very important principle on kind of protecting the planet and having the value for something. And we see this, um, I'm really excited. We have a school line as well. So we have a home line for the for what? your dining table, but we also have a school one. That's cool. It's really exciting. <laughs> and so, yeah. And we see these behavioral changes instantaneously. So if a school is using single-use plastic, for all of their cafeterias or even reusable plastic. Um, and suddenly they change to our Hemsa stainless steel. You, those students immediately, the way they sort their food during trash, the way that they kind of treat that is immediately different. Cause now you're teaching them, Hey, we don't just use something for 15 minutes, start away. We, we reuse it. And so mm-hmm. there's like all these concepts that are really important. And that's the beauty of pediatrics, right? Like when we do things at a young age and these healthy eating habits, the um, the way we think about our planet, when you do it at such a young age, it sticks. It really it sticks, you know? Yeah. And so that's that's what's beautiful about children. <laughs> They're smarter oh, than us. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit about your range and where we can find it? Yes. So we have, um, we go from baby to big kids and beyond. So the whole point is that, um, our dining products. So we have cups, bowls, plates, spoons, um, really dinnerware for children and really for families because all of our moms use it too because <laughs> they're designed yeah, I was like, I want some. <laughs> they're great. They're really great for even after bedtime. They're great for adult cocktails because they keep your gl- like glass cold. <laughs> and you're yes. Um, but the whole purpose is that it grows with your child because I don't want people, I just said reduce, reuse, right? I really reuse, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. The word ahimsa, our Sanskrit, it's a Sanskrit word meaning avoiding harm. So avoiding mm. harm for children's health, avoiding harm for the planet. So it's very intentional in everything we do. So I don't want you to just buy something for your baby and never use it again. I don't want you to buy something for your toddler and then have to go out and get something else. I, we designed it so it grows with your child. So your oh, two-year-old wonderful. And then your 20 year old can use it. And that should be it. Like they should. And my business advisors are like, stop saying that, like buy less stuff. But I'm like, well, I really need it. <laughs> like buy less stuff and just keep it yeah. forever. Well, look, now that we have a pediatrician on, <laughs> I think like there are thousands of like parents around the world screaming out, what is going on with the health of our children right now? Every person I know who has children have been talking about the relentless sickness. And I think I'm sure it's got something to do with the fact that we were in a pandemic and we were spending a lot of time away from each other. So it's just been absolutely like ruthless the last year, year and a half. And I can speak from, you know, Sarah's perspective too. She's had, her kids have been sick (laughs) like three times a month, like constant. It's just on and on and on. Can you talk to us about that? First of all, what is going on? And secondly, what can we do? Well, definitely part of it is the pandemic and part of it is our like immune systems. And so part of it is just like what's happening in the world, right? So on two levels. So I'll talk about kind of just our kind of 
environment and its effect on health. So because what I do is environmental health now, the intersection Mm -hmm. of human health and the planet and how they actually really interact. Um, And so, but the number one reason that we're seeing like kind of this huge kind of influx of people getting sick is because remember, for a long period of time, we weren't interacting with each other. We weren't actually Mm -hmm. breathing in each other's air. We were, all the children were masked up, right? We Mm -hmm. knew when the masks came off that we like we were prepared as pediatricians that our hospitals are going to be filled because you know what happens well beyond well before the pandemic every fall we have huge surges right every mm-hmm. winter we have huge surges so there are natural kind of cycles of like viral season we call it right so these things happen but what we're seeing is like we blunted that by wearing masks by being separated and all of that stuff so now we're just seeing all of it happen at once. Like all these viruses yes. are like, oh, sweet, cool. I see nostrils and I see mouse and I see dirty fingers. <laughs> like, here we go. Like it's party time, you know? And so that's probably one of the biggest reasons is yes. just like the whole world changed and then it changed back. And that's a very sudden, I mean, this is a global thing, right? Like this is yeah. not just, oh, my school, this is happening at my school. You can talk to anybody around the world. And we all of us moms are experiencing the exact same thing, you know, totally. so that's probably just the biggest one. Um, because remember, when we were wearing the masks or staying apart, we yes, we were preventing COVID, but we were also preventing all the other things, <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the other gazillion viruses that normally go around and normally get admitted to my service in the hospital. <sighs> now we're just seeing everybody have it at the same time. Wow. Yeah, because it's been gastro. It's not just been like colds and fevers. It's been gastro and like, oh my goodness, it's so, do you have a tip for the parents to like, how can we pump them up filled with health so that we can avoid it? Or is it just, this is what's going to happen and will it level out at some point? So twofold. Number one, it will level out at some point only because, you know, we get back into the normal routine of things as an entire species population, right? Like, like that's Mm -hmm. literally what happened. Our entire population of the world (laughs) did something and now we're doing something else. So it's going to take some time to level out. So that's, that's part of it. But the other part to your point on what can you do? I think half of my job as a doctor is to treat you when you're ill. Okay. That's great. We have medicines, we have treatments. Okay, great. But the other half of my job that we don't do as well as we should, especially in this country, is to prevent you from getting sick in the first place. Mm. And a lot of that, you guys, has to do with your lifestyle. I mean, Mm -hmm. almost all of it has to do with your lifestyle. (laughs) And so part of it is, you know, number one, food is the best medicine for your child and for your own body, right? And so um, the things that we put into our body, which is why, like, our products are literally called mindful mealtime on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just what is in your plate, like the materials, plastic versus stainless steel. It's what you put on it, right? When we talk about the vegetables and the fruits, it's not not just because it's so, right? It's because it has a reason. Like those, those types of kind of uh, foods we put in our body truly have an effect on our immune system and mm-hmm. kind of our, like our children's growth and development. Um, and the things like processed food and the plastic and all the other kind of environmental toxins do the exact opposite, right? They are interfering with that same immune system. And so like that should be stuff that people really need to think about in terms of health, right? Like a lot of people don't think about food 
and the daily choices that we make as part of their health, right? They think about mm-hmm. coughs and colds and how do I prevent that? But it's really, if we can stay healthier, we're able to fight off infections when they happen because infections are going to happen. Like they're just going to happen, right? Like we we can't rid the world of every bacteria and every virus because new ones will pop up, but we mm-hmm. can keep our one and only body healthy. And I hope our one and only planet healthy because then we all stay healthier. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I also wanted just to touch on something that I think has been like very active on our mom threads at school and stuff because there's been this virus that's been going around in our, our community. My kids all had it. They had each had six days of really high fevers and they were like knocked out. It was called adenovirus. I, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but um, but it's like yucky. It like attacks so many different parts of the body. So it's like in the eyes and then it's like a cough and it's like in the chest and it's everything feels bad and they have these high fevers. But can we talk a little bit about um, fevers? I think parents get so mm-hmm. afraid of them and it's something that's like uh, an automatic like, ah, my kids got 104, you know, my kids had all had 104 fevers with adenovirus. I've never seen a number above 101 or something with my kids until we got this virus. And it was like for 16 days straight because it it came in increments with my three children. I was seeing these crazy numbers on thermometers and it was so stressing me out. But I also know that fevers are something that our body is doing to help burn out and, you know, get rid of these viruses. So can we talk a little bit about that? And should we be so scared of a fever? I love this question. I hope every parent, like if I, if I nail this question, every pediatrician is going to say, thank you. They're going to call me and say, thank you. Thank you. Like if, if I do this right, I've got a lot, got a lot writing on this answer. <laughs> so, In general, just to address the adenovirus, adenovirus is one of the ones that is a common cold. Same like coronavirus. Coronavirus is actually like the ones that we used to see um, and still exist today. These are all common colds, right? So Mm -hmm. these are just normal viruses and they behave a little bit differently, but they kind of do the same thing. Fever, cough, congestion, like runny nose, all of the stuff, right? And so fever is a symptom. It's just a sign that your body is truly fighting off an infection. So I mean, it's a lot easier to understand when you have a scrape, you know, and then suddenly you have kind of uh, cells that go there and try to repair your skin. And so it's the same thing, right? Your body is literally reacting to this virus or bacteria and it's producing this immune response. And part of that is having a fever, having these higher temperatures. There is not necessarily a number that is like too high, right? Like there's not a number that's like at this temperature, like, you know, your brain melts into like a million pieces. Like Which that's is what everybody hears. Everyone gets scared of that. So now listen, do high fevers like make children look really sick? Absolutely, right? So as a pediatrician, I don't worry about fever by itself because it's a symptom. I worry about what the fever does to the child, specifically their ability to eat and drink mostly. Because as a hospitalist who basically admits really, really sick children, we're not admitting them for the fever, you guys. Like, I want everyone to know that. Like, there's nobody that came in just because of, like, a high fever one time. We're not like, hey, come stay in the hospital. (laughs) It's because they're dehydrated, right? Like, your kid doesn't drink. Like, and they have such a little body reserve that they can get dehydrated. And they actually, they can get really sick from being dehydrated. 
Yes. So it's it's not just the fever by itself. It's fever plus the symptoms um, and, and how your child is behaving and drinking and peeing. And there's also fever for how long. So if you have a high fever without really a source and we don't really know what's going on and it's been happening for like five days, then pediatricians start to say, okay, but that's not usually what happens. Most mm-hmm. people have like a fever for a few days. It's usually accompanied with cough, congestion, runny nose. Um, and people are calling us frantically and we're like, it's okay. And you're like, but my kid looks like crap because yeah. they do. <laughs> and we tell you about mostly hydration, but that's why. So I hope that makes people feel better. Like I don't get yes. scared of fever as a mom. I do feel horrible for my children and still as a mom feel anxious about like how bad they look, but I'm not concerned medically about the fever. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So my biggest fear is like, because it's in the Australian media all the time, like meningococcal, meningococcal cases, um, meningitis, because I know that it presents itself as a regular fever at the start, right? So whenever you look up like your symptoms of meningitis, and this is the worst, when you're a parent and your kid's sick, you get on the Google and the first thing that comes up is like meningitis, but the way it presents itself is with a fever. And then once there's a non-blanching rash, it's too late. So that to me is the biggest fear. So I end, I find myself ringing one of my best friends. Um, she's also, she's a paramedic. So I'll message her and be like, but how do I definitely know this is not meningitis? How do I know for sure it's not meningococcal? And she was like, well, I guess, well, you don't really like just keep monitoring them. And I was like, I'm looking and checking every single little red dot that appears worried that it's going to be one of these non-blanching rashes. Can you speak to that? For I know yes. it's like quite rare for meningitis, but that is my biggest fear. So I think um, this is a really important point because I would, I would say before the age of the internet, I don't think modern, like parents did not have this level of anxiety, right? Because they have access mm-hmm. to knowledge, right? Here's the thing though, like we have to, as as physicians, we literally have to spend half our lives training, right? To be Mm -hmm. a physician because we're able to take that information and put it in context of all the other things, right? So that's, that is a very special skill that we have to go to school for a very long time because it's health, like it's your child's health. Like we better go to Mm -hmm. school for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, um, part of the problem is all of this information available it's hard to actually con- like make that into something that is put into context, right? So for example, mm. I don't get ca- scared of fever and I have seen meningitis, right? So yeah. my ability to understand what a child progresses to look like meningitis and the signs and symptoms to really see what that looks like, I'm very comfortable with fevers, right? And so, yes. so there's a big difference and I think that is Part of what is leading to a lot of stress is this readily available information that actually can't be handled in the proper way because of the way it's being presented to everybody, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I'm doing something and I'm like, oh my God, this is what it could be. Of course, the natural response is to be freaked out. Like if you are freaked out, maybe, you know, and so we have a saying in medical school and we teach it to all of our students and residents. Okay. Common things are common rare things are rare. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, that's just the philosophy because otherwise we would like all of us could 
think about every possible scenario, right? And so they always say, uh, don't look, what did they say? The zebra, <laughs> like don't go chasing the zebra when there's like, and maybe zebras are more common elsewhere, but not in Indiana, right? So don't go chasing yeah. the zebra when you've got like golden retrieve, like a, a field of golden retrievers. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll go chase the zebra. Like those real golden retrievers, the cute little like friendly ones, they're, they're right here. Like, <laughs> look at that. And we'll go chase the, the one like obscure zebra because um, what good does it do, right? Now, if your child is progressively getting more ill, to your point, and you are you're, you know, concerned and you're talking to your physician about the signs and symptoms to like look for, then, then we have like some more reason. So if your doctor's not worried, I always say this, there are a lot of things that I worry about that you don't even know to worry about. And there's a lot of things that worry you that don't worry me at all. Right. And so it's that balance and relationship between the two. I don't, I don't want to know what you're worried about. I don't want to (laughs) know. <laughs> oh my god. Popcorn. I'm worried about popcorn. Okay? There you go. <laughs> popcorn. Wait, why? Popcorn. Wait, but what about the what about the choking device thing? This is the this is the other thing that is all over the internet right now. It's like everyone needs the plunging choking device. And I'm like, but isn't it better just to know like how what to do in the situation with popcorn if it gets stuck in a kid's throat? Like, isn't it better to yeah. know no, like about it- the like back thrusts or back what are the back smacks you know the really the hard back, ones yeah, between thrusts. thrusts there we go that was the right word <laughs> well, it, no, I, I joke because my my kids have a pediatrician and an ENT for parents and it's like the one thing in our family it's like because he's like fished out <laughs> so we're like no to the popcorn for kids but remember that is that is rooted in evidence and data-driven yes. like science, right? Like at a certain age, um, children shouldn't have popcorn because of the diameter of their esophagus and, and their what ability age is to that? actually <laughs> two things. Um, I have to look at the most recent ones, but I believe it's five. I have to go look because oh um, they all are all updating. So, so uh, my friend, when she heard me say this, she actually told her preschool, "Hey, <gasps> like actually the." published like guidelines are that you know you shouldn't really be eating it it may be three pardon me if I haven't like looked at it recently but it's it's older than you think it's older than you think wow. and it's so so again now now I've scared you about popcorn I know like, <laughs> it's my, a signature snack in my house same I'm like, same. I'm like oh my god oh my god popcorn my two-year-old loves see, it I would rather <laughs> the things that I'm like actually worried about I would actually rather you uh to make your changes on choking hazards for your kid, then worry about meningitis. Does that make sense when your kid has yes, fever? Totally. I would rather you concentrate on because our energy and our time is so valuable, right? Yes. And so yes. we want to have these moments with our kids. So I don't want everyone leaving this being like, all I got from that is that doctor said popcorn and plastic. And now I'm like, <laughs> like going Get out. Get rid of everything. And fever and fevers are fine. Fevers are fine. Popcorn and plastic is bad. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I'm right. definitely going to stop doing <laughs> popcorn as a snack because <laughs> that is not good. I'm like so afraid of anything circular or, you know, like I can't handle any small toys, like anything like that. Cause we, there's just been too many stories and too many things that have happened that it's like terrifying. That's part of why I do a HIMSA because really like, yes, we're replacing plastic, but we actually like part of what we do is educate parents on mindful meal time, like 
you know, mm-hmm. portion sizes that are appropriate for age. Because a lot of these, you know, my kid's a picky eater and they're not eating. Well, guess what? Their belly is this big and their nutritional requirements is this big. And But if you expect them to eat this much, well, of course, you're going to have a mealtime tantrum, right? <laughs> and like this disconnect. So a lot of our products are actually designed to make that um, that medicine that I'm talking about kind of infused into the products to make your life easier. So you don't wow. have to, you know, have those things. So it's like the right portions and the, um, and it's not portion control, it's age appropriate. It's mm. uh, serving the right things like, like the, not the hot dogs and the popcorn, you know, things of that sort. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's like <laughs> using this new kind of journey that I'm taking <laughs> A lot of people say, oh, are we going to go back and practice medicine? I'm like, I'm practicing medicine just in a very different way now. Yes. Like it just happens to be in children's um, products, but at the family dining table. And I hope that these products not just keep your kids safe and the planet safe, but actually change their habits and change your habits so then you can mm. raise a healthy eater, you know, and make Ugh. it really simple for you. I love oh, well, it. Thank you so much. Could you please tell us where do we find the products? Through your Instagram? Is it just online or do you have wholesalers? Yes. Yeah, so we have, so our actual um, website is called ahimsahome.com, A-H-I-M-S-A-H-O-M-E.com. And our Instagram handle and TikTok, um, everything is at ahimsahomeusa. Um, so we sell on our website. We're also available at Bye Bye Baby, Masonette, Nordstrom, um, and soon uh, a lot of other channels, which I'll be excited to share uh, and announce shortly. So it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy for you. You're doing such good things in the world. Thank you so much. And if you're you're a family and you're you're interested in the school line, you can go to ahimsaschools.com and find out more about our school line to make the same transition away from plastic in your child's school. Amazing. Oh, oh, brilliant. Thank you well, you've so much. You've been a much. wealth of knowledge. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful. And I know that our daisies are going to be so happy that they were able to listen to this conversation. Um, You guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, daisies. Thank you so much. Bye.